Well, I'm bad at productivity and I'm bad at pretty much everything. So I had to ask you for the recipe for the naked ape for like probably the third time because <laughs> Slack is somehow searchable, but it's not because I feel like we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't converse online, offline or offline, online with enough context clues where, um, like standard text search really works. But anyway, you were nice enough to send me the recipe of um, a very nice smoky cocktail that I enjoy that you've made in the past. And, um, well, the reason I hadn't made it before, despite you having sent it, was that it required a specific ingredient from a local syruptisserie. What would you What would you say is the, the name for a boutique um, <laughs> cocktail syrup company? Uh, that's a good question. Syrup house? Um, I don't know. We can go with that. Yeah, I don't know how you spell syruptisserie. Otherwise, I'd actually go with that one. Um. Anyway, so it's from a. Uh, actually, are they local? Because I ended up ordering this from Amazon. I think uh, they are, or maybe at least in California. So it's from a company called Muddle and Wild with an E. Um, and their website's based off Shopify, of course. Um, isn't everything. But yeah, anyway, anyway, so the key element of this recipe was um, it requires a fourth of an ounce of tamarind lime chili syrup, um, which I'm into. Like, those things, but like, it's not available many places. And I had searched for, and I think we'd actually talked about it on the show where... Um, that like they their website if you wanted to order it like you either have to order it in like gift boxes that come in three bottles or like their website it's not even like a hey spend 42 dollars to get free shipping thing it's a hey you literally can't spend less than 42 dollars on our website which which is kind of kind of trash but anyway i gave i gave in because i really wanted to try this at home um and i ordered the um the spicy gift box from uh from the amazon.com and it arrived today and it's fine i don't know it is it doesn't i think you're, you're the better mixologist and you're the you're the better cocktail crafter or or what whatever or bespoke artisan or whatever you want to call it and yeah it doesn't it doesn't taste as good it's it's fine it's good like it's a good smoky cocktail and i think i can do some things to evolve it but well, I've got a couple of questions for you. So what what do you normally serve this? I feel like the, the yield is very low. And I don't remember it being that way. Like I, I was worried where I actually served it. Is it is it called a coupe glass? What's what's I, the thing I sent I, you a picture I don't, of? I don't know. I you you you're fancy with this this glass that you sent me a, a picture of. I don't I don't yeah. own any of those. Well, wait, are you are you are you serving like at, like at a, at a dinner with with uh, with the family? You're just using like red solo cups. Like what what are you using? <laughs> well, what do, you, what, do you, what do you what do you serve a cocktail in? Uh, I just have a a set of um, I guess you just call them like tumblers that are that are you know nice ish that are kind of like a. Does you know, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. It's like like a, a highball looking glass, I guess. That's what I was going to ask if that's the same thing. Yeah, yeah but I guess my yeah. my question is like if you if you just look at this recipe, and again, this is trade secret stuff. I don't know if you need to bleep this, but uh, the 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 recipe for the naked ape is 1.6 ounces of barrel gin, which that's very very specific. A fourth of an ounce of tamarind lime jelly syrup, an ounce of simple syrup three quarters of an ounce of lime juice and three drops of some bitters. I do not have. 
And apparently only one company in the world makes salt and pepper bitters, which makes me think they might not be a thing. I don't so know. Th- there's there's so much to break down and so many questions I have for you here. So let's, you, let's you get into this. Let's how, get how, how, how are there any questions on the table for me? <laughs> well, okay. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. So first to circle back to your glass slash drink yield question. I typically serve this cocktail um, with ice. So you're serving it to yourself here neat, which I think was meaning without ice. So I think that's maybe part of what's throwing you off a bit compared to when you've had it Um, at my house. You're pulling a Wendy's on me. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that I think answers that question. Okay. Um, So the thing that, that disturbs me the most when you're describing um, you making this cocktail is the well, I think the first thing you said here, well, we'll have to go back and listen to the tape, but you said that there's <laughs> one unique ingredient. You were talking about the the syrup. The thing that's uh, uh, the, the thing that's no. unique about the naked ape is that there's there's actually a handful of very specific unique ingredients. And I think as you're discovering, you need all of them to come together. No, you to, don't. You don't. I okay. Well, let's okay. So what, well, so, what Ryan so, okay. is doing here is that he's 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 being a liquor elitist. <laughs> he he thinks that he he wants you to think that you need to buy the um. What's 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 something that you what's what's the thing that would make sense for you? Um, the I'm trying to think of something that's not a phone. But he's he's trying to act like you have to buy the iPhone 13 Pro Max of gins, where really a phone is a phone. The barrel the barrel gin's not that expensive. I I'm especially fine. if you if you come with me, I got you know I got get you the member discount. Again, you can. So we need to have some type of system where you go to the barlow and you do all the stuff, and I just sit back and somehow stuff there's, just comes. There's to a me. couple couple good brunch spots up there. We'll we'll, we'll talk some. It's, it's it's but it's an effort, and Sonoma's so far away. <laughs> um. Um. Well, but, so, but okay. So I don't think so, I don't think the gin is the reason this doesn't taste as good. It, it, I, I just but it, it is. So let's let let's get into that. Right, so right. the the two other unique ingredients here are the salt and pepper bitters and and the barrel gin. I did a couple of dashes of Angostura bitters. It's it's fine. Uh, so I don't I'll, think I don't think that's what's I don't think 3 drops of I don't think that's what's changing what this tastes like. So I I've taken a couple of different or I guess a few different at this point cocktail classes over the years and in all of them there's been at least some section in fact one of them this was like the primary focus of the class was talking about bitters and the impact that they have on cocktails and actually doing some experimentation with, you know, adding less bitters versus more bitters. And um, it's very nice of you to say that I'm like a expert mixologist, but... um, I was mostly meaning uh, like compared to me. So so take it with a grain of salt and pepper bitters. Um, but I, I, w- I would be the first to admit that I don't have a very refined palate when it comes to bitters. I, I usually find that unless I just put an exorbitant amount of bitters in a drink, in which case I, I don't really even like the taste of that, that notwithstanding, I usually, bitters don't add or take away a whole lot from a cocktail. So I'll, even though I think those salt and pepper bitters are pretty interesting like probably the most interesting bitters i've ever tried but i'll I'll grant you that maybe that's not 
like the most necessary thing in the drink. But the the barrel gin, I would strongly, strongly push back on. Like, I don't think this drink works with anything other than so, than barrel gin. I mean, I I have I have two kinds of gin. Like, so I mean, I I have the I have my cheapo uh, thirteen dollar Trader Joe's gin, and then I also have like there's a, there's a nicer uh gin that i like called the botanist which is which is solid like i i don't i don't think i haven't tried it with the fancier one but i don't think that's really what's making the difference i think mostly for me sorry do you have anything else on on the gin part or can or can we circle back well the the only thing i was going to say and you know this this doesn't work very well over a radio program or during a time where we're not seeing very much of each other but (laughs) when when we eventually can see each other again, um, I think the something way to settle on? this. What's that? Is something going on? No, no. I just, just it's the COVID stuff. Um, that, that's what no. I meant. I yeah, no, I mean nothing, bad. nothing specific to me. It's just you know, it's... I, I, anyway, I was, I was taking the, I was taking the Ron DeSantis approach. Anyway, move. <laughs> 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 um, um, I get, st- I have to get stuff in here that you can't edit out. Or that you have to like internally think, is it worth editing out? And then it's borderline enough where you oh, want. No, I'm not. I'm not going to edit that out. No, no, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, um, the first part. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll we'll do a little experiment where I and have I ever had you just try the barrel gin on its own? I don't like gin or vodka on its own. Well, I'll I'll have you try a little bit of it on its own, and then we'll we'll make this drink. You know, well. Side by side with like, I don't know, we'll do a couple different things. We'll do maybe a regular gin. We'll do the barrel gin. Well, we need... You'll see. Well, but also we need an audience because otherwise, like, this this is not going to end up being like us just getting tanked. Like, I, like that's like, there's got to be like some, um, some designated, um, some Mary Berries and some uh, Ron Hollywoods or whatever to, to test out what this stuff tastes like. Oh, okay. I mean, that can, that can be arranged. So... My bigger point with this, and this is actually how I was going to open the show, and we might actually, um, is that I don't know the metric system very well. Where, how? So, what is simple syrup? I know what it is, but for the listeners, what is that? Simple syrup is just um, sugar and water, mm-hmm. and it's it's usually equal parts of both. But you can kind of, you know. Depending so on your preference, you can kind of tweak that a bit. So, wait, do you actually make your own simple syrup, or do you like me just buy? I, it? I I usually just just buy it. I have made it in the past, and I've also um, tried like a couple of different flavored syrups. And like, I mean, obviously, it's really easy to make. But then the problem is, it's it's kind of a pain in the butt to store, and it doesn't really keep very long in the way that well, the store bought stuff does, where it's it's got the preservative stuff in it, where it you know like that. That spicy syrup that you bought, like that'll that'll last forever as long as you keep it in the fridge. Well, actually, two things on that. I when I was really into the summer into the uh, the bees knees cocktail, which is also a gin based drink, uh, that reco- uh, that uh, calls for making your own uh, honey syrup. And what mm. I found was really good for that is that you can buy these like OXO uh, chefs squeeze bottles, 
And that is actually a very clean way to store that kind of thing. So if you ever did want to experiment making your own simple syrup, that would be a I, really simple way I to do actually, it. I actually have the, the lady friend bought me these for, you know, birthday or Christmas one year. I actually have a couple of nice, um, kind of like what you'd see in like in a bar, like where they, you know, where they pour the, the, the simple syrup out of like the fancy bottle that's got like, you know, the fancy kind of like wine pour tip thing. Um, like a, yeah. And that, you know, that wor- that works really well, but it's just, you know, lasts about a week or so in the fridge and then it kind of starts to get a little crusty and it's just, you know. Eh, well, I, I, I had my honey syrup in the fridge for over a month and I did not get food poisoning. So, I mean, it's. Oh, it's yeah. No, it's not going to go bad or anything. It's just it's going to crystallize and it's just it kind of just makes a mess. Yeah. But no, so my point about simple syrup is that is simple syrup good for you? Is simple syrup a health food? No, 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 definitely not. So when I when you sent me this recipe, I was like an entire ounce of simple syrup. Jeez, like relative to the uh, ratios of the other stuff in this. So you have your one point six. I can't tell if it's a pixelation issue, but I think it's. it's I know it's it's, it's one point five. Oh, it's just the but... funky font. It's it's so Oh, it's the macro mode on your fucking iPhone camera. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's it's 1.5, but I generally do I round it up to 2. two. Yeah, yeah, I, that's, yeah, that's usually just... what I do. And when I've I've taken a couple a couple of the cocktail classes I mentioned earlier have been from Spiritworks and mm-hmm. their general guidelines with all their cocktail recipes is, you know, it's it's one and a half to two and a half kind of depending on, well, Depending on what kind of day you had and <laughs> what. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Oof. Okay. I, I, I don't think that would. So that, that is a Ryan opinion. That is, I, I do not co-sponsor that idea. Okay. <laughs> so, but my issue with this is, so, so again, in terms of like the goods, like you have one and a half ounces of barrel gin, but then one ounce of simple syrup, like the ratio is like, that's a lot of sugar. And I'm very, cause I like, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like, if you'd actually say like I have a low metabolism, but I'm somebody who, if I have a lot of sugar unchecked, that is, that is very bad for me weight wise. So what I was like, one ounce of simple, so that's, that's a lot. Like it's like 40 grams of sugar. So then I look at the, on the, on the side of the bottle of the simple syrup that I have, and it says 30 milliliters is 16 grams of sugar. So, so you're, you're a smarty pants in ounces. What is thirty milliliters? Uh, well, I'm I'm not really all that smart, but Google's pretty smart, and it no, says that, that thirty count. milliliters is one point zero one four four two ounces. So, basic <laughs> that basically in ounces is the serving size. So I didn't know that. Like I thought, because it's kind of like you know, like on everything nutrition wise, like you look at the thing, and then the serving size is always like one-fifth what a, like a human would eat yeah so like i three, three chips it, it, th- ugh. okay so <laughs> i earlier today had a bag of, had sorry had a bag i had some kettle chips that ended up turning into a bag and uh the servings the uh, the allegation that there are seven servings in that bag is that's that's some fixer upper math like that that's that's sketchiness beyond that's that's beyond the pale that's mis, mis, misrepresentation mm-hmm. but my my point is that so yeah, I, I, one, I don't know the metric system, so I did not know that 30 milliliters is equivalent to one ounce, but still that feels like a lot of sugar. So, so I don't... the other, the other thing that, um, 
was specifically mentioned in the spirit works cocktail class that I've taken is that the sugar is another thing that, you know, is very, very subjective where you can tone that down if you don't, if you don't want as much. Um, but also, I mean, that's just sort of true of, of cocktails in general, right? Like you just, you kind of, you experiment with stuff and you know, you don't have, but it's, it's like cooking. You don't necessarily have to follow the recipe to the T you kind of, you know, make it your own. But that's the thing where I, I want to read the, like the Kenji Lopez, uh, food lab article, like that tells me how to do that. Cause there are many things in life. I mean, like there's photography, there's like, there's other stuff where I have enough knowledge to know what the elements are and what makes something good or bad. And I, and I feel like, and I have that to a degree with like cooking and baking, but with cocktails, I don't like if I wanted to, like if I had access to a full bar or something and wanted to craft something from scratch, I just don't know the elements and stuff to know how to do that or, or what, what like, like, I mean, like, if you relate it specifically to, to photography, like, of knowing how, like, differences in light and other things, like, will alter the final result, I have no frame of reference or context for that with, um, with, uh, like, cocktails and that kind of stuff, so. I feel like well, I, what I, I was going to say is, is you come over and you show me how to use the fancy cameras that we have and i'll i'll show you how to make some some drinks and we'll, so, we'll call well, it even. well so what's <laughs> i think we'd have to do one of those before the other Pro- probably for so. it to yeah. be successful but right yeah sometimes sometime in april to uh, april 2023 we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. but hey my actually my gym said the pandemic was basically over oh, so man, that mm, yeah i don't know if we'll get to that but <laughs> <laughs> i was so i was so mad when i read that i was like yeah that's that's rough. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm going to keep tweaking this. I'm going to tr- I'm I'm I feel like I'm going to end up wasting a lot of like I'm not going to I'm not going to drink one of the I'm not going to make like four of these and drink them all in a night, but I, I I do want to tease this out and try some different experiments cuz I do like there's a lot of maybe this is like just highly concentrated like whatever the chili lime syrup is, but that's giving this a ton of flavor so i'm very i'm very curious of that as a base if you're so if well yeah no totally um i i haven't done a lot of that but i've wanted to experimenting with that in other drinks um uh well oh i was gonna say that i mean you you, i mean if if your tolerance for spice is high i mean there's nothing wrong with putting a little bit of that a little bit more of that into into the drink too or Um, like if there's a a way to make a spicy bee's knees i'd be all over that like i i i like spice and i like smokiness to a degree but i don't like like i don't know if you if you have you ever had a bad old-fashioned oh yeah Mm -hmm. but where where it's not that it's it's just it just like it hurts to drink like and it's and I don't know how to say that in a different way, but like it's oh well that's no that's not usually my problem. Usually it's 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 where it's it's too sweet, where it's you know you're basically drinking like cherry juice. Well, yes, yeah, it's, like, it's it's like somebody put a fun dip in a thing of bourbon. Like it's it's just <laughs> I I like I don't know. Like I I I I'm very averse to stuff that is too sweet. Like I, I'm like if you like so that like that pretzel place that like that was the chef special last week. I or was it? I I don't remember. I think so. Yeah. Um. Like they have like they had like sweet and savory pretzels. Like I'm always going to go savory. Like s- sweet is, uh, like we we've talked about the cupcake ratio thing. Like I I like sweet stuff, but twenty percent of what a regular person would like. 
I don't know. Like, so therefore, like on this type of thing, like you either, you either get an old fashioned that is super, super sweet or like, I mean, I like, I don't, I think I'm just getting aged out or actually, well, I think you probably like it more as you get older, but I, but yeah, the opposite of that, I'm Benjamin buttoning it where, you know, like a uh, bourbon and whiskey is like a lot of times it's just, I, I don't enjoy it. It's not, it's not, I, I like, yeah, I've, I've, that phase of my life is over. I think I had a bourbon mm-hmm. phase like the late last year or sorry, late 2020 and I was into it. Kind of not anymore. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, so I'll keep, I'll keep experimenting with this, but basically, uh, key points for the cliff notes here. Uh, I don't know the metric system. Uh, there, uh, I, I, there's too much sugar in this, but also there's less sugar than I thought. I was, I was somehow thinking that an ounce of simple syrup was like 45 grams of sugar, which it's, it is not, but it's still a lot. Oh, I I remember there was one other thing I was going to ask you. Um, lime juice. Mm-hmm. What what are you using? I just go to the Whole Foods and they have. I I don't. I feel like using and we and we've talked about this the the real but there there's missing a letter. It's like a Rhea lemon or uh like I I I feel like that's a step too too low on the totem pole. So I buy the the Whole Foods three sixty five organic lime and lemon juice, and that's fine. So I, I'm not that's... I'm not doing fresh squeeze because I I. I I, I I don't care enough. So that that's what I normally do too. So no no judgment. I I always have a a bottle of lemon and a bottle of lime juice in the fridge just because it's it's just so much easier. But um it is it is better with with a freshly squeezed lime. I wouldn't oh, sure. say it's like a dramatic difference, but it's it's a nice difference and actually speaking of sweetness, generally a little bit less sweet if you're if you're using real lime juice compared to the bottle stuff, I think. Yeah, but so much effort. Yeah, I mean it's especially when you're just making it for yourself. It's probably a lot of effort to go through. Through, but um, you know, well, maybe we can experiment with that too next time you're over. Yeah, so we'll see. Anyway, to be continued, and I I am looking again. Like I, the German wash machine website has not been touched in four years, so. I think I could use a couple of new cocktails. So if I would, I would love to have something that is uniquely my own. Well, um, speaking of recipes to try and use that fancy new syrup of yours, I, I just sent you one of the thing and we'll put this in the notes. It seems like that could be in your wheelhouse. You're, you're a mezcal guy, right? I am. Cointreau is, is the same as triple sec mostly, right? Yeah, I think so. I always feel like I like the idea of stuff that are blood orange flavored, but I generally don't actually like it. I'm but kind I, of the, I'm kind of the same way, but I I would try this. Yeah. Okay, it's worth a shot. Yeah. Got a few extra days off coming up, so yeah, we'll see. There you go. Um. All right. So there was that, and then uh, in terms of the choose your own adventure for the opener, my alternate was which we'll use, and this will be a seamless transition. So, uh, how about them cowboys? <laughs> so with this i'm gonna i'm gonna preface i don't care about football at all um but there are uh, let me see if i can find it so what's what's the, what's the don't give me a sorry how do i say this nicely i don't actually care about the football but can you tell me in three sentences or less what is the state of the football season like wh- when is it over hopefully soon 
it's a three sentences or less. That's the requirement here. It's football, so I've, I'm I'm trying to do the 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 listeners a favor. This upcoming weekend is the, the divisional round, which means that it's this weekend, the following weekend, which is the AFC and NFC championship games, which are the games that determine who goes to the Super Bowl. And then two weeks later is the Super Bowl. Has the Pro Bowl already happened? The Pro Bowl happens the weekend between the AFC and NFC championship games and the Super Bowl. So what did the Cowboys and the Niners play? That This past weekend was the wild card weekend or as it's now known as uh, the super wild card weekend now that there's a extra playoff team in each conference which started this season hmm. so the only reason i bring this up is for a roundabout way to talk about photography so mm. i will send you a link because i can't find i was, I was sorry while, while you're talking i was trying to look it up and it didn't, didn't work out um so I did not know that there was also an AT&T park in the middle of the country. So that's, <laughs> that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, also did not know there were football stadiums that have like windows in them or have like skylights in this sense, which this is like, there was a better photo that I can't find the original source of. Um, Cause there's a few good sports photographers I follow on Instagram, but I can't find the right one. But yeah, this, this, from a photography standpoint like this this stadium in the middle in the middle of the afternoon is is just absolutely gorgeous um but yeah so the 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 niners won then the niners did win yeah it Does was that... a um um I, I think actually here hold on hold on a second here um jason snell had linked to something which which made me think of this so i'll send this I'll send this to you, and we'll put this in the notes too. Oh, was this the guy? No, because he—he's—he's he's the that is it. No, he uh, Scott is a photographer for the uh, San Francisco Chronicle, and that the first that is the exact photo I was looking for. The go. very first one is like that's that's beautiful. Like I mean, football is a bad sport, but that's beautiful. Oh, that's wow! Yeah, all, all, all the colors, like every every part of that is perfect. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know no Cowboys fan by any means, but the the stadium is is it's it's very nice. Yeah, and also, again, no allegiances to anything in football, but the Niners have great colors. Red oh, and gold yeah. is, is fantastic. Abs- absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I'm bummed. So, does this mean that the uh, the Niners are doing well? Yes. Or well, being in the wild card game actually means you're not doing well, right? Or it means you're not doing as well as you should have because you don't have a guaranteed spot, correct? So no, no. The way it works now is there's only um, of the seven teams from each conference that make it now, there's only one team that that gets a bye week. So the other six teams all have to play that wild card weekend. Got it. But this means as somebody who is disinterested in football in the Bay Area, I'm going to be tortured for the next three weeks probably. Well, we'll see. Like you, it may it may be over on Saturday. We'll see. Oh, because Alex Smith. 
<laughs> is he still uh, on the team? No, he's retired. <laughs> uh, How old is he? He's 37. How is he retired? He he had a pretty gnarly leg injury a couple of years ago, which he actually came back from to his credit, but um, not not the same. Understandably, um, I I do not recommend looking that up. Oh no, uh, I'm good. yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, the for the Forty ers are playing uh, Green Bay this week, so they're they're playing the team in the NFC who had the bye week. So so the Packers are the number one team, and they so they did not have to play this past weekend. Are they playing in Lambeau? Or are they playing in San Francisco? They're playing in Lambeau, where it's okay. supposed to be. I don't know, five degrees or something like that. Oh yeah, that's like just like here. <laughs> it's, it feels like that some days. Yeah, some mornings it's pretty chilly. Uh, all right. Um new business, I think, maybe. Yeah, let's let's get to this 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 mystery thing you been... Oh, well let's uh, real quick before that, to round up the sports discussion. Uh CBC had a, a scoop or a thing about the athletic the negotiations for um before the New York Times was the winning bid or, or was selected to be the purchaser or tentative purchaser of the athletic. And both Amazon and DraftKings were also in the mix to purchase them. That ugh. 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 Anyway. You can throw a link in the in, in the show notes, but that's ugh. Two people that 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 should not be in there. All right, we do have a mystery topic. So, for the uninitiated, the people uh, like we we've talked at length about sports headphones, have we not? Uh we we have, yeah. Okay, what has been our current tentative leading pick for sports headphones? God, what do what do we even what do we have? The Power Beats Pro? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what we've had for the past couple years now. So up until but last week. Each each with mi- mixed success over the years. Yeah. So oh, did you buy oh, so okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sh- 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 All right. So the Power Beats Pro, we talked about like I actually had to get a sec a replacement pair. Because I was having issues with the Powerbeats Pro doing the thing where one of the earbuds would just be like, "Nah, I'm 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 taking a bye week, or, or I'm just I'm just I'm, <laughs> sit, I'm sitting this one out. You guys can fight it on your own." And the only way to fix that was that you'd have to pop them in the case, and the case was the size of a um a Big Mac box, and from McDonald's. And I was like, that's, "That's super annoying." And the problem had been getting worse and worse and worse, and then. I don't remember where I saw it, but there, like, there were, apparently there was a new thing. Like, there, there's a whole bunch of different Beats products. There's the Beats, like, there's something called the Beats Studio Buds, and like, there's this weird parallel universe where, like, the de facto standard products are. You got the well, it's a whole Tim Cook thing. You have you have the AirPods Pro, you have the AirPods Gen Three, and then they also sell like two other ones. But then. Apple's subsidiary beats they're still doing stuff and they're making their own things. So they have like the over the ear, like Bose style headphones, but they also have like, they have a bunch of earbuds and I just never knew what the difference between any of them was. And in researching that, there's something called the beats fit pro, which and are relatively new. I they think. are. Yeah. Yeah. And 
the I think the two sentence summary of these is that they are the AirPods Pro, but for sports. Well, I guess, and the way that I so I'm I'm on um, just like the Beats Apple Store page, mm-hmm. just to kind of look at all the different options, and I guess the other way I would describe them is. They're the same price as the Power Beats Pro. So they're Aren't they fifty dollars less? Aren't the Power Beats Pro two fifty? Uh well they're two hundred at least right now, but I okay. guess th- it does say special, so maybe, maybe they're on sale or something. But so it, it kind of seems like they're they're kind of the same headphone, but with a different fit. Like instead of having the over the ear thingy, it's the in the ear thingy. Yeah. So with these, so I, sent you, I sent you a picture and I sent you a video. So the PowerBase Pro case is, so yeah, they, they have kind of that, that uh, ear hook style yeah. design, which is, which is nice in, in that it's uh, a very, very secure fit regardless of what you're doing. Whereas the, um, the Beats Fit Pro have kind of this, like they, they call it a wingtip design. And it, it's good. So so I I guess the 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 too long didn't read summary is that these are great. Like these are these are very very good with some some small nitpicks and reservations, but they're they're very good. So the biggest thing that I I have to point out is that so I I sent you the picture of the Powerbeats case next to the Beats Fit Pro case. They are like an order of magnitude smaller. Like it it is genuinely ridiculous how much smaller they are. And then I also sent a video where the one of the big complaints I've always had about the Powerbeats is that you never know how to put them in the thing. And you have to do multiple tries. And sometimes the little magnetic charge dealies never actually link up. And in the video, you can see that they just absolutely seamlessly just magnetically suck themselves into it. They go the way that you would expect them to. And it works great. And then bonus points. What is the one unique thing that you think there is about the charging case? If you had to guess. Does it allow you to charge wirelessly? I don't know. Okay. It's USB-C, not lightning. Interesting. So that's great too, because like I know this, this product is so confusing and interesting. Like I, 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 I don't, I don't even know. Um, yeah, the, the Powerbeats Pro Oyster case is, is a lightning connector one and the latest gen AirPods 3 also still lightning. This one's USB-C and that makes more sense overall, but I'm curious as to why they would have done that. I don't know if any of the other Beats products are lightning charger, if that's like the distinction that they make, but that's. I, so like the, the, the rumors with the AirPods 3 were that they they kept getting pushed for whatever reason so i i, I kind of wonder if maybe those are going to end up being the last apple headphones that charge by a lightning and i wonder if this is maybe a sign that going forward like if there's a airpods pro 2 this year or something i wonder if that'll be USB-C now then does that mean that iphone 14 is USB-C? No, I don't think it's necessarily a sign of the iPhone, or at least not something imminent with the iPhone. 
but I, I but I do I, it does make a lot of sense that the, that the headphone stuff would go USB C. Yeah. So I mean, so so that that's a plus. Um, and yeah, like it's just so much smaller to the point where I'm still okay. So I, I've I've so this is very scattered, but I have a couple of follow up notes about running. Then that, that's this will somehow loop back to the headphones. So I've been trying because the days are shorter. I've been hike, I've been hiking way less and running way more. And I've gotten more consistent about running to the point where I have actually doubled the average length of my runs. And I can now consistently do a 10K without slowing down. So proud of myself there. But, and the big motivating factor with that is that I have been leaving my phone at home or in the car. And with that, that means I am 100% reliant on a seamless connection between Bluetooth and my cellular Apple Watch. And with the Powerbeats Pro, that was very rare as to whether or not that would actually ever work. And once you are out and about, there is no resolving it. Because whether you turn whether you restart your Apple Watch or you pop the Powerbeats Pro in and out of your ears multiple times, unless you actually stick them back in the case, it there's no resolving it. So with these the case is actually small enough to fit in that little like car key pocket that that like most running shorts have, which is fantastic. Cause, like, it, <laughs> I what? Thought, I, thought, I thought you were going to say these just work and connect and are super reliable, but oh, no, it's it's well, just no, no. Well, so, so that's that's the thing. So <laughs> no, well that that's my point is that I've only used them four times and they've worked every every single time. But the thing is like the Powerbeats Pro were not unreliable from day one so i'm not like they use the same w1 stuff like i i assume over time they're going to be just as unreliable yeah the, so the that's Apple's the thing w1 or i think it's like h1 now chips oh, yeah, yeah. They do, do they've got a little bit of windows in them where they they, they work <laughs> really well every six months when, yeah when you've got a fresh install um but yeah after six to 12 months it it starts to degrade a bit so that's where, like, yeah, so, like, that's where I was, like, the first couple of times because I I put took the case with me because I'm like, no, I'm going to try these and hope that they work. I'm not going to, because the trick with the Powerbeats was that you could always, like, test them with your iPhone first. And, like, you just start playing a podcast and if the, if the music comes out of both ears and you don't take the Powerbeats out of your ears, they will work successfully on the watch, which is which is dumb and annoying for, for num- a number of reasons. But I just wanted to try them on their own, but because the resolution to fixing that out of sync issue was that you could pop them in the charging case for a few seconds, and then usually after one or two attempts like that, they would start working again. But anyway, so like they worked flawlessly all four times thus far, but they're only a week old. Um, but yeah, the case is—it's the same size case, like it's more squarish than uh, ovalish as the. Uh, AirPods three case are, but it's it's very small. Like it's it's absolutely pocketable, whereas the Powerbeats Pro case never was. So if and also, I don't know. I I feel like you these might be a worthwhile purchase for you as someone who likes going on a walk, um, uh, with your headphones because they have a much more secure fit than the AirPods do. Like I like no matter how intensely I run or if I'm doing like a weight workout or something, like there is no the little wingtip thing, even though they don't go around your or behind your ears, 
they I have never found a situation where I ever felt like they had a a loose fit or were gonna fall out. No, th- these these are very very good. So that's actually a good segue into my main question here, which is: so you you made the comparison to the AirPods Pro, which mm-hmm. is a good one in the sense that these well, have you know active noise canceling. Or you, you you can also switch into transparency mode, which or, is basically, or just have it off. Oh, you can you can just have it off entirely. Yeah. So, have you experimented with those three options? I have. So the one knock I will give these, and this happens with a lot of. So there's two things at play here. There's there's noise isolation, which is a thing where. The little like rubber foamies on the ear on the earphones will try to make a seal around your ears to just like naturally block out some noise. And then you have active noise cancellation where microphones and other stuff will try to do a corresponding frequency or whatever to block out ambient noise. So the noise isolation part, I've found that if you use them without noise cancellation turned on, when you're running can have kind of that like rubbery sound effect I, I i don't do you know what i mean where it's kind of the seals kind of coming in and out sort of no thing. but it's it's more like a, when you're running like you hear your own footsteps yeah 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 okay yeah yeah so the, the the i definitely get that with the um the power beats pro see i i, I don't with those so that, yeah that, that's interesting where where but i found that if i have the noise cancellation turned on that's not really a factor. And also, but I mean, like, but, but you I don't feel, want that on when you run, right? Well, but the thing is, I find that the noise can't like the noise cancellation on the AirPods Pro and on these, it's not like Sony XM4 or like Bose quiet comfort level noise cancellation. Like, I do not feel any safety concerns when I'm running in a, in a, like a city environment with them. I so, thought yeah, that was everybody's thing is like the AirPods Pro, like the noise cancellations, like, basically the same like maybe not no. quite as okay no mm. like i mean it's fine but like i feel like maybe these are less effective at that but but i do it's it's good like again like the the two so i i took i did a, a 10k around marin uh, like around like kent field in my home area and they, they were fine and that was like in, in a, like a low-key a suburban environment and then i also um went for a run along the water yesterday in San Francisco. And that was in a, like in a louder environment. And I feel like the level of noise cancellation that you get is healthy in that you still hear the important stuff because that's just loud enough, but just kind of just the hum of like city noise and, and just cars around you. It's dampened enough where it's actually good. I don't know. I, I don't feel like it's a safety risk at all. I, I don't. I don't think I would want that on. I think I would probably want everything completely off or that transparency mode. Yeah, you can do the transparency mode, but then then I don't know. I feel like that actually makes the city noise louder. I I, I don't know. Anyway, like I I think you should try these. I feel like maybe your AirPods. I don't, be- I don't have a need for these though. You don't. You don't run or do anything anymore. Like what? What do you? Not what do you? Really, no. What do you listen to when you're, like, when you're on your Peloton? Do you listen to music? Like, do you have headphones on? Uh, I I've I've never used headphones with the Peloton. No. 
does like music just come out of the peloton itself well i mean yeah that's that like i mean you you can just use the peloton as a bike like there's a mode you can put it in where you, you're just riding the bike and there's like nothing happening on the screen but like 90 percent or 95 percent of what makes the peloton the peloton is is the classes and a huge part of the classes is the playlists that well, the no, instructors no, put together no, that 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 i get again we, we've heard of uh, like i i follow mr aldous on spotify i don't I, <laughs> oh good good for you i don't I, I follow the guy that looks like paul ryan um but like i would assume that the bike has crappy speakers so that like so i i assume there would, would have been a way to either like link bluetooth headphones to the bike or to have it be on your like link to your phone like i feel like just like any speakers that are coming out of like an android tablet which is basically what the peloton is would sound bad yeah you can you can you can pair bluetooth headphones to it um i mean i um you know i have the slightly fancier bike the bike the bike plus i think naturally, it's called naturally uh, yeah naturally um and one of the you know features of it is that it has an improved speaker and it <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it it i think it sounds pretty good and it, it actually i don't i don't know if this works when you have bluetooth headphones connected to it I, I guess maybe it would but they're actually pretty smart about the sound too where i mean you you can of course just change the volume but you can also put it into different modes where you can emphasize the instructor or emphasize the music and it'll mm-hmm. kind of dynamically soften you know whichever of those two you don't want to hear as much so it's 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 pretty good with it's pretty good with sound i i think the speakers sound fine so it's bike plus with dolby atmos <laughs> exactly so wait so what, what treatment does ben get does he does he get instructor priority? He, is there, is he, is he, he often he often recommends to turn to the um like the music emphasis mode, mm-hmm. which I think is giving himself not enough credit. Um, I I generally use I think what they call like the original mix mode, where it, it's <laughs> it's just you know where the instructor and the music is equal, I guess. Um, okay it's a, it's a Snyder cut all right uh but i i mean i i have been meaning to mess with pairing headphones with it because you know sometimes if like the new housemates napping or something i i keep i keep the volume really low and i i think like oh i, I actually probably should you know pair headphones to this thing um but I mean, that's you know, I'm not really running much these days with the, with the Peloton, and when I'm out for you know walks, um, I just use you know my AirPods. So the, I, I really wouldn't. I, there'd be no place for these, I don't think. I mean, I I, I haven't used my Powerbeats Pro in in months. Hmm. Do you have no urge to go running anymore? I do sometimes but you know i i go i i walk a lot these days so that that kind of is like filling in the time outdoors that i you know want to spend or i guess let me um, ask this a different way do you do you feel like the um the bike the, the stationary bike workouts get you in that same level of like 170 plus heart rate like 
you feel it like because because walking and hiking don't quite get you to that same level of like oh, no, tiredness I, you know what i mean the, the 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 workouts that i do on the peloton i get way way more out of than when i run hmm. i i really i i do a lot better i think with workouts when when they're guided like when i'm out running on my own like i do okay but i don't I don't push myself in nearly the way that that the Peloton classes do. So and and that's really like that's the the I think the biggest thing with well there's two things with the Peloton. One that we've talked about which is just, you know, it's available to you no matter, you know, time of day or what the weather's like outside. But the the other big thing, and maybe I've mentioned this before too, is it's 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 the time thing where it's, you know, I can be sitting here at my desk just like I am right now and, you know, change my clothes and walk over to where the Peloton is and be on the bike in like three minutes. And, you know, the workouts are, you know, basically anywhere from like, you know, 10 to 30 minutes generally. So you can find, you know, a 15 minute class, a 20 minute class, 30 minute class, like whatever. And, you know, with a 30 minute class, like that's a, that's a, it's a pretty intense workout. Like that's a, you know, 300 plus calorie workout. So. And then do we ever talk about how do you, how do you not get bored? The classes are really engaging. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I think like, I mean, one thing you could do, which, which I don't really do a lot of. And I mean, you've, I think you validated this by looking at my, my Peloton history the last time you were over. Um, <laughs> you can, you can mix up instructors. Like the instructors are, are, I've done a little bit of that. Um, they're up They're very, very different very different styles, very different personalities, very different music. So, I mean, that that's one way to keep things fresh. But even as someone like myself, who really generally sticks just to one instructor, like the variety of the classes and the variety of the music really keeps things fresh. Like with the workouts, you know, there's music focused workouts, there's high interval training, there's hill rides, there's power zone rides. Like there's a, there's a huge variety of classes. And then within each of those types, there's, you know, there's nineties music, there's rock music, there's 2010s music, there's the Taylor Swift artist series. Like, you know, there, there's just a bunch of good variety that that's like, like I, I, you know, right kind of pre-pandemic, I had a pretty good like treadmill routine going at a, a crunch that was like just down the street from my office. And like that was fine, but I would get so bored sometimes. Whereas now with the Peloton, it's, you know, the 30 minute workouts, which is usually what I do. Like they go by, they go by so fast because they're just, they're engaging. Hmm. Like I'm, you know, I'm not at least yet. I'm not like, I'm not going out there and like buying the Peloton merch and like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, <laughs> not quite at that level, I guess. But like, but I do really, I do really get now the, why like Peloton instructors are kind of like, you know, mini celebrities, at <laughs> least some of them. Like, cause they, cause they, they really, it really are the instructors that kind of make, make that platform what it is. Hmm. So anyway, okay. uh, Be Beats Fit Pro, not, <laughs> not really something 
for me, I what I actually have on my radar in terms of headphones are probably seeing what these AirPods Pro 2 headphones are presumably sometime later this year because one thing that would be nice and I, I guess I could get that from the Beats Fit Pro as well is you know the AirPods are are perfect for when I'm sitting here at the computer during the day on the hours and hours of Zoom calls that I'm usually on like they're they're perfect for that and I'm not looking to replace them there but on walks sometimes it would be nice to have something that's got a bit more of a seal um you know the airpods are i mean i'm I'm in a suburban environment so it's not like it's super noisy where i am but sometimes there's enough cars and things happening where it can be a little hard to listen to a podcast and so having something with with a bit more of a seal or even with the option of doing some kind of noise cancellation thing that that'd be kind of nice yeah, maybe give them a try. I don't know. They're they're, they're good. I <sighs> this um, I mean the the one big thing that these have going for them too is this sage gray color is <sighs> is very no. much in my wheelhouse. No, you got white. You got white, and you like it. I don't. I don't like the the red the red Beats logo. I think my my Power Beats Pro are like that, and I'm. Uh. I mean, I've I've got the black like the black and red like the traditional LeBron color, and like they're. Oh, they're they're fine. I I did not have a lot of color choice because I bought these on a whim. Um, like the green's not bad, but I like I I think Apple doesn't doesn't. I think they have a beef. I I think I think they dislike green, and they're trolling people who like the color green. Well, they just they hate. Well, I guess these new iMacs notwithstanding, they hate bright colors. Like everything they do is very pastel and muted well no like the iphone 13 has very very standard colors like, i mean they're, they're colorful but they're not because like the iphone pro always gets like like i've got this like again this phone i don't like i've, I've got the the baby blue sierra <laughs> i fucking hate this phone man oh all right um this the sierra blue which is basically like a like a pass like a pastel baby blue yeah the um the special lady friend actually just upgraded to an iPhone 13 Pro, and she she got the Sierra Blue, and that that was my first time seeing it in person. It it's really nice. I mean, it's fine, but I mean, but the iPhone like the the 13 has regular colors. Like it has like it's colorful, but they're like red looks like red, and uh, blue looks like blue. Like it's oh, and you're he, right. I kind of I kind of forgot about this. So that that's the thing that that's kind of weird. Like I I actually ugh, I, that's why I'm I'm ner- I'm anxious and nervous about the whatever the iMac Pro happens to be because I actually kind of think most of the iMac colors are kind of ugly. Like I know everybody's like like Mike Hurley and everybody's like into their like orange and yellow computers. Eh, I don't know. And also the big like don't don't the uh, doesn't the twenty four twenty four inch M one iMac have like like just big ass white bezels on the front well don't worry the 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 fancy high-end iMac that you're going to want is going to come in in aluminum and space gray <laughs> so but i don't want, want but i don't want it to have a white border around the screen no i don't think it will i think it'll uh, it'll be probably pretty similar to like what the iMac pro was I kinda apple do, apple I hates, do like the purple that this iMac comes in though so Nah, but they Apple hates color when it comes to anything that's got the pro moniker on it. Mm-hmm. 
anyway, these headphones are good. Uh, people should give them a shot. Um, yeah, the power beats are, are, are weird. Weird. Well, they're very like, they're just a very gen one product and that's totally what they were like beats slash Apple had never really made a headphone like that before. And it, it feels they? like maybe the, not really. I could have no. sworn I had, let me Google power beats. Two. I mean, they, they had the, they had the corded ones before. Yeah. Which... Cause I, I used to have the power beats too. The ones that is the same general idea, but they had, they were not two independent buds, well, but, but being, but, but being those two independent buds, both from a function, well, I guess from a function standpoint, from a reliability standpoint, and from a fit standpoint, like that makes a really big difference, not having that cord. It, so it, it does in terms of like the, and well, and I guess that that's my biggest point of why I really, really like these is that, well, actually well, at first, um, I, I will, uh, uh, to double down on a previous, this is, I'm sorry, but this is very scattered to, uh, to, uh, double down on a previous pick that you did not agree with was the battery life on the series seven. So this past Sunday I was feeling a little lousy because I had a kind of a, a, a unhealthy dinner on Saturday. So I woke up and I was like, I'm, you know, I'm going to go out and run. And I threw on the Apple watch, threw on these, uh, beats fit pro and ran for six miles. And when I got home battery life after a full hour of cellular, uh, standalone cellular usage, GPS, Bluetooth, my uh, Apple watch battery was at 82%. Like the the battery life on this watch is really good. No, that that actually that sounds right. I I actually as maybe a little bit of follow up to that battery conversation we had a while ago. I actually figured out what was throwing me for a loop with mine. It it's so I I usually charge mine at night. Like mine's charging you know right now. Yeah. And so, like when I think about what my battery is towards the end of the day, what I really wasn't factoring in was I mean I sleep with it. Which, which I did think about that, and I think I mentioned that when we talked about it. But the other thing I wasn't really considering is I usually go for like an hour-ish walk in the morning. And that, mm-hmm. yeah, that that drains usually about 20-ish percent of the battery. So you, that's... You're doing, you're doing phoneless? I, no, it's not phoneless, but I've, you know, I've got the workout thing going. Um, mm. So between that and you know, the long walk in the morning, that's really what I think drains the battery a lot. But then, you know, for the rest of the day, it, it easily lasts. So, I mean, yeah. I think the series, the series seven battery is like, I think it's comparable to, um, what the Apple watch has been for, you know, a while now. I mean, it's, it's 10 4 PM Pacific time. Watch has been on my wrist since 8 AM, 56% batteries. It's not bad. Um, but yeah, like just that dream of like, uh, I guess maybe I'm also getting a little bit spoiled that the Apple, that the Spotify Apple watch app sucks slightly less these days, a ringing endorsement. Um, it, but that like, yeah, I just load up a Spotify playlist. It's connecting to 4g automatically. I have no phone whatsoever with me. I'm able to do a six and a half mile run and have it automatically sync to Strava and talk to these independent earbuds in my ears that have noise cancellation and it all most of the time just works is I like that. That's actually a pretty for as much as Apple's a bad company and we'll get to it later. Maybe that's a good setup and it's, it's nice phone phone free exercises is very appealing. Mm hmm. Yeah. Anyway, people should give you a shot in white. 
Yeah, the the white the white's pretty pretty sharp. Yeah. Uh, what? Why did I write two X? I don't remember. But yeah, but uh, C, yeah, USB Type C. That's very, it's very interesting. Anyway. All right. Uh, now we're gonna have you talk for a long time. So Microsoft is uh, hoping to buy. Because I I feel like this won't get approved or uh, but um is hoping to buy Activision Blizzard, which is the one that's not EA, for sixty nine billion dollars. Nice. <laughs> um. No, actually, you know the. I don't know if I don't think you really meant to do this, but the the framing of the one that's not EA is actually a well, yeah, great way to frame this com- this conversation. Is there? Well, there's, there's Activision, there's EA, and then there's Sony has their own deal sometimes. Yeah, there, there's been so much consolidation in the video game industry, and that that's you know really accelerated just even in the last couple of weeks with Take Two Interactive buying Zenga, and then now microsoft buying activision it's 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 really been a kind of a uh a land grab i guess um to to consolidate so yeah tell, tell me what the deal is and uh like why microsoft wants to do this give me a rundown on what activision's key franchises are and i guess what what, what is microsoft yeah what does microsoft hope to get out of this uh, i mean there's there's a lot to kind of a lot to unpack there i mean one thing which is probably not the most important thing anymore if this would have probably this would have been i guess the most important thing like if this had happened a handful of years ago but is maybe less of a priority now but you know part of these consoles is the idea that with the games that you can buy for them there's there's kind of like from a really high level like two types of games there's first party games which are you know games that are made by the the console maker themselves and there's third party games which are made by you know other companies and you know one way that sony microsoft and of course you know, nintendo too have sold consoles is by having good first party games which are you know generally exclusive to that platform so you know if you want to play the most recent halo game you gotta buy an xbox or you know if you want to play the most recent ratchet and clank game you gotta buy a, a playstation um and the thing with microsoft has always been their first party games have just never really been the quality of or in the number of first party games that sony and nintendo have put out so there's kind of always Mm. been rumors that microsoft would potentially go out and buy one of these big third-party developers to kind of bolster their first-party development i mean what's, what's kind of interesting about that now though with this activision thing is that everything i just described is like it's much less of a thing now just because the overwhelming majority of games just come out across all platforms because i mean i think what developers have have found which is you just the the more people you make your game available to the better it's it's going to sell and even the stuff which starts as like an xbox or a playstation exclusive like 90% of the time 
also comes out on the PC. So like the idea of a game being exclusive to a particular platform is just not like it it does happen still from time to time, but it's just not really as big of a thing anymore. Um which is like why, you know, some of the hot takes right when this news got announced was like, you know, oh my god, all this Activision Blizzard stuff is going to become Xbox exclusive and what's going to happen to the PlayStation and I don't really think that's I don't really think that's going to necessarily happen. Um, then, I guess then what's the point? Like if, if you're not going to like take your ball and go home and make everything an Xbox exclusive, are you then just going to shuffle all the talent to try to make like the next Halo or something that is exclusive? Well, I mean, I mean, maybe, but I mean, also now, you know, every Call of Duty game that's sold on a, on a PlayStation, like, Microsoft gets the profit from now, which, you know, that's, that's pretty nice. Um, I mean, that, that's sort of the, the thing with, with Activision Blizzard is that they, you know, they, they make some of the, you know, most popular games that, that are out there. So, you know, that's, that's why this sum of, of money that's, that's, you know, being required for this purchase is, is what it is. So, so what I've been hearing is of like related to this news is that this is an acquisition that's meant to enable Microsoft to be the Netflix of games, or that they've been doing really healthily with. I think it's called Xbox Game Pass, right? And that by doing this, that puts them in a position to have a really strong catalog and future prospects going forward of new releases to make them better suited than anybody else for a almost entirely purely subscription play on games. Is that accurate? It, it Yeah, no, it, it definitely could be. Um, and what's interesting about Activision Blizzard in particular is that, you know, they really specialize at making games for every platform, including mobile and maybe most importantly mobile so they they bought um this company king um a while back they they the made candy crush can't the candy crush people okay. yeah and and you know microsoft was was really transparent about this during some of the interviews they gave over the last day or two which was you know hey like we we know that you know we've done nothing in in mobile and nothing with mobile gaming and you know this acquisition gives them a huge you know um presence there so yeah you could very easily see um xbox game pass a few years from now you know encompassing a mobile offering too like that i think that'll very much very much happen So, um, um, do you have anything else laying out the uh, the framework, or do you want to talk about the criticisms? Well, well, maybe it's one and the same here. Like, you can't talk about this deal without also talking about you know what's been going on with Activision. Um, I mean, really over a number of years, but which has you know garnered um, attention over the past six months, which is you know accusations that they've fostered a a really kind of terrible work environment um which is you know 
bubbled up to the point where you know the state of California is suing the company over some of those practices um and and you know i mean that's that's been some of the you know reporting here too is that you know activision's stock is is down i think close to like 30% since um a lot of this um workplace harassment and other accusations were made public last year and that you know that really sort of from a financial standpoint sort of enabled this deal ha- you know happening um so you know that that's that's a piece of this too and you know it, microsoft's in kind of this weird position now where even if they want to do the right thing and let I me mean, let, let's hope they really do and as part of the acquisition kind of clean house at the executive level on the activision side and and really try and turn things around from a workplace standpoint like they they can't they can't really talk about that now like they can't really they they can't do anything about that until they actually have closed the acquisition which you know isn't expected to happen until like the middle of next year so they they can't they can't really be talking about that stuff so it it it, may, it makes it kind of impossible to know exactly how they're going to handle all of that but you know again hopefully they they do the right thing So what do people think of their CEO? Uh, Activision's CEO? Uh-huh. A, a 59-year-old guy named Bobby. Yeah. I mean, he's a total scumbag. Okay. So does and he... And that's, you know, that that's, I mean, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be the shame of all this is that, you know, he, I mean, it, it seems like the logical thing that's going to happen here is the deal's going to close. He will leave the company and he will get some crazy exorbitant amount of money and that's shitty but that's just the way these things work beyond the uh workplace harassment hostile work environment and also rape claims what makes him a, a bad ceo beyond that has, has there been <laughs> is other there stuff? Is, is there more <laughs> well like well no but i mean like it does i mean i know like is is there other stuff about how they've run the company from like other than i i assume activision and blizzard have been as terrible as everybody else about um microtransactions and terrible stuff beyond that like it has he done poorly outside of that realm like I mean, again like it's it again this guy seems like a, a, a douche for other for a variety of reasons and also that in the past month haven't they had like in terms of cleaning house haven't they fired 40 employees for various things related to hostile work environments they have but beyond that like it has he done bad things for just how the company is otherwise well i mean there i guess there's a there's a broader topic which isn't necessarily an activision blizzard specific thing which is you know, working for these gaming companies can be just really difficult at times. There's this idea of crunch where in the weeks and months leading up to a game launching, you know, you you get into some, you know, pretty gnarly, you know, number of hours being worked and just a lot of sort of stress put on developers. So, I mean, that that's happened at, you know, Activision and sort of across the, the industry. Got it. So... 
you can also put a link in the show notes to a friend of the show, Peter Kafka. Um, generally has very, 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 very good takes on this kind of stuff. Um, and I actually don't have a link to that specific article, but I'm sure, but I'm sure you'll find it. He had, and maybe you can explain this better. He had a parallel or, or his, his point of his frame of reference to this was that this was kind of a Disney Fox merger style shift in kind of the economic landscape. So kind of, do you think that analogy makes sense? And in terms of the likelihood that it actually gets approved with a, maybe a a less business friendly FTC kind of, what are your thoughts there? Well, I mean, I, I do think that the analogy to um, the Disney Fox merger is a really good one. Um, I mean, just literally, even from like a top line dollars perspective, the deals are roughly the same size. The you know, it's a couple billion dollar difference, but I mean, who's even counting at that point? Um, and I mean, the other reason it's an interesting comparison is because. Like something that's so funny about the movie industry is that it's so defined, well, at least has been and sort of still is today, by box office receipts. Like we always think about movies and their success in terms of 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 revenue. Like it's a it's a it's a headline that or it's a it's a metric that's very much in in headlines. Like the video game industry doesn't really work that way. You sometimes get headlines about the amount of revenue that a game has generated, but that's that's usually not what's emphasized. Like you'll see number of copies sold or number of active players. Like you'll see that kind of thing. And so I think because of that, you we sort of don't think of video games being like at the same level as like you know major motion pictures, but but they are and they they have been for a long time and so you know i i think comparing the importance and the size of this acquisition to the disney fox thing is 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 really smart um and yeah i think i think it'll get approved at least here in the us like i the european stuff i'm i'm not nearly as as plugged into but yeah in, in the us i think this will get approved should it I don't, really, I, I don't like know if I have an right? opinion one way or the other, really, with that. D- does this foster competition in any meaningful way? No. and I mean, it hurts it, right? Well, I, I, I don't know how much it changes it. I mean, because I, I guess that, 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 that's my point that I actually didn't follow up with earlier when you were, when you were saying it, which is that I don't, like, I, I don't see the point of this unless Microsoft plans to be less cross-platform with this like I, I i don't see this as being a thing where they buy it and hope that it's just a thing that's additive in terms of overall revenue for microsoft like that this ha- this seems like this acquisition only makes sense as an outsider if it is causing people to buy more xboxes so there, there's there's maybe a little bit of context that you're missing, just not being as plugged into this industry. Microsoft, well, like, Microsoft wants Game Pass 
to be everywhere. Well, no, I know. I, I get that part. Like, I know they want it to be uh, device agnostic and they're hoping that's the same reason why Apple has been having that dumb thing where like, what what is it called? Is it just called Game Pass on it where they, they want to do stuff in the browser because Apple won't let them just have an app that allows you to play games on it? Like, I know, I know they want to do what was that company a long time ago? Was it on live? Like they want to do a thing where, and, and kind of like kind of like what Stadia or Stadia was supposed to be doing, where it's like mm, you have a thin client. No, and is that not what Game Pass is? N- no, not really. There, there's kind of a. Um, it's not. I guess it's not really formally in beta anymore. But it there there is a. I actually can't even think of what branding they use for that. There is a component of Game Pass which allows you to stream games like the whole stadia thing but no that's that's not its primary well but so that so then if, purpose so if you're making the point that it's going to be everywhere then what does that mean if if everywhere is not an xbox if it's not game streaming well so it it, it game pass even the way it, it works today is you're you're generally installing games like like locally on whatever device, whether that's that's a PC or um, an Xbox, and like you know, like I was saying before, you know the the overwhelming majority of games these days come out across all platforms. So like with that in mind, you know Microsoft, you know, assuming that they can come to terms with Sony, like they could put Game Pass on the PlayStation, and you know most of those games will have already been you know, available on the PlayStation. What are the odds of that happening? Zero. I I would say a lot higher than they were, you know, a handful of years ago. Like that, that feels like Apple Arcade being on Android. App, but it's not a good comparison though, because Apple is so much more spiteful and, (laughs) kind of full of itself than either microsoft or sony is like microsoft and sony i mean they're they're no question they're competitors but i just the, the with with video games and with consoles it's not um it's not a zero-sum game i guess maybe is, is the best thing to say like there, there's a lot of people who own you know both consoles there's a lot of people who own a playstation and a pc like there's 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 just a lot of overlap where you're so, you're not necessarily taking money out of your own pocket if you put something like Game Pass on someone else's console. So then so then what's the so okay so I I I, I so my thesis is I don't buy this. But let's say that Sony is cool with letting Xbox Game Pass be on the PS5 and then Microsoft is now great with sony game portfolio being on the xbox and i guess why would you pick one console over the other if everything is just like right once java style games on whatever then then the game console becomes irrelevant well i mean i think that that's sort of a question in the future i mean at some point it's not going to matter because that at some point the idea of having like a box plugged into your TV is going to go away. That's not going to happen in the immediate future, but that'll happen in the semi near future. I think five so, years, 10 years, 15. 
Yeah, something like that. Some, yeah. Well, but which one? I mean, because 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 that's a big range. Because Stadia already tried this and it didn't work, and most people do not have access to the level yeah, of, of was, internet. That was that was Google though. I mean, that's it, it's it's different than than Microsoft or Sony. But um, not but not enough people are going to have internet connections that are capable of that type of thing or be close to that type of edge computing power that is going to allow to have somebody to have the low latency experience that they need to. And if you live in rural America, you're not going to have 4K gaming experiences over the internet that you would have with a PS5. Well, I mean, the the the, the streaming stuff aside, I mean, that, that almost doesn't really matter to the, to the point here, which is there'll always be first-party games that are exclusive to that platform. Like, I mean, Halo is always going to be an Xbox thing, you know. I Ratchet and Clank, which I think was the example I used earlier. Like that's always going to be a Sony thing. So, you know, th- there'll be those first party games, which that's always going to be a differentiator. Um, I mean, there's there's always been performance differences between the consoles, and that that's kind of gone back and forth from generation to generation. Like they each console, kind of from a hardware standpoint. Um, does certain things better than the other so that's something else too i mean the controllers people have strong feelings about like there's there's always differentiators between the consoles but but no i i think which console you own is going to matter less and less and i mean i mean also i mean to to bring this maybe to a more um dollars and cents thing which i know you like like the, both Microsoft and Sony, and well, and Nintendo too. All these, all these video game manu, all these, all these console manufacturers, the the money they make is in the games. They don't, they don't make money on the hardware. I mean, they they lose money on the hardware for some period of time. So, in in some ways, like selling you the hardware is just a way of getting, you know, just to sell you the software. So if they, the, the focus is selling you the software or as Microsoft's doing now, getting you to sign up for their subscription service. So that's, that's really what they care about. Maybe. Okay. So in terms of pr- predictions, so you think this is get approved, this gets approved. I don't think it does unless it has major divestitures, which make it unappealing to Microsoft. You're thinking that these. I I feel that for Microsoft to get any value out of this, they are doing it because it gives them some type of first party lock in or what whatever the term would be that makes it either Xbox or PC exclusive or whatever streaming service they may want to do with it. Because I don't see a future in the next three years where Sony allows something on its platform called xbox game pass i think that is never gonna happen you think all those things are wrong yes <laughs> i think i think uh, your thing i think i think your take here is from like 2005 <laughs> and it's not it doesn't match what's happened to the video game industry you know over the past 15 years a lot's changed it really has Agree to disagree. Okay, we'll see. You you put it in the calendar for three years from now. We'll see who's right. Yeah this this deal this deal will go through. Game Pass will be. I think it it'll be, will on not s- be on a PlayStation. Okay, 
why would it? Why would Sony say yes to that? Money. From who? Well, from from Microsoft. They're going to pay them for it to be on there? Or you're just saying the fact that the purchases are going to go through the PlayStation Store or whatever, and they're going to do their whole Apple rent-seeking thing, and they're just happy that they're skimming 30% no, off it? They, they, no, they, they'd come to some kind of, some kind of special deal. I, maybe. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't see why Microsoft does this if it doesn't give them a first-party advantage. Hmm, anyway, okay. Interesting. All right. So that, that took longer than I thought. Okay. So uh, the the biggest deal in the f- biggest fundraising deal in Canadian history happened this week, and it's because of a password manager. Oh, is that so, true? I didn't see that. Yeah. Part. I don't oh. think somebody was joking. Or I saw that on Twitter. Um, so I uh, take it with a grain of salt. But uh, one password, which is a company based out of beautiful Toronto, Canada. Was a California, uh, Canada, uh, raised a six hundred twenty million dollars Series C round, uh, now valuing the company at almost seven billion dollars, uh, from the likes of many many celebrities and other people and um, uh, cell partners. So interesting, and this goes to the the reason I think this is actually kind of unique, or or, or the reason why this is relevant is that. There's been this uneasy tension between like, because one password has always been kind of like this upstarty Mac first beloved product for nerds and people kind of in, in our circles. And as the company has grown and taken on funding where their, um, uh, like their intentions and like their business motives may be shifting from kind of the indie space to enterprise and subscription and all that kind of stuff. A lot of like Mac nerd people have have been grousing about what that means for them. And I had resisted that for a very long time, but also this kind of, this, this, this is a lot of money where it kind of feels like pretty soon that the random individual Mac users, maybe not the, main demographic like i don't think that they're they're pivoting to become like a strictly an enterprise app but i i I don't know like yeah well what what it what it was what has been your take on the past two years of one password history i mean i i i love one password Mm -hmm. and there's there's nothing they've done so far that's made me think any different it, not to say that it could never happen, but I, 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 I still, I still really, really like the app. Well, but it, because it hasn't changed much, I guess what I'm saying is that when you see them raising this amount of money from investors that expect a return on that investment, do you think that is specifically going to be from random I, people choosing to pay thirty six dollars a year? I, I see them doing. I, I see them like pulling a Dropbox, where <laughs> making their app worse and more bloated. Well, maybe a little bit of that, but then also using all that money to to start making a bunch of other products and services that I have no interest in. And if they do that, like more power to them. Like I'll continue to use one password and completely ignore whatever, you know, whatever else they come out with. 
Because I mean, doesn't I mean doesn't Dropbox have all kinds of nutty stuff? Like, don't they have some kind of like document thing? And yeah, they have they have Dropbox Paper, which is bad. They have a password manager that's bad. They have the Mac app that keeps getting more bloated and. It, yeah, it, it's bad. But, well, yeah, so I but just, the core, just, I just but the core product is unchanged from 2007. And as long as that continues to work, it's the simplest and, and most reliable way for me to have a desktop Mac and a Mackie Mac or like or a laptop Mac that are mostly in sync. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. This worries me. Like, again, I'm I'm never like I'm not. I'm not one of the people that's been saying the sky is falling for one password for a while, but eh, we, eventually when you take on this much money from other people, your business motives are going to change. And I don't know. Like I, I, I just, I don't see this getting to the point where like one password is advertising on TV and as, as like has billboards where they're trying to convince more regular people to use it. So I just, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Again, Canadians are good people. I, I I know they'll do the right thing, but I, I I don't know. I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm 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 not not overly concerned. All right. Um, any other urgent matters or not really? Um, let's look through the the notes here i don't i don't think you get to say that a vr headset has been delayed if it was never announced so yeah meh. the yeah the the apple headset stuff has has been a well, lot lately i think yeah. we, we've been talking about this offline online maybe this will become part of like a topic on the show at some point but yeah tech tech podcasts like this time of year like during the winter it's tough there's just there's not a lot of news it's just kind of a lot of speculation about what's next which is which is okay to an extent but it 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 it, it does get a little a little repetitive after a while like yeah. I'm not sure how much more there is to say about about the Apple headset at this point. Yeah, that again that that's why I've kind of noped out of tech podcasts for this quarter. Is that yeah, that this isn't actually news and and I and I do not care to speculate about it. So, yeah. Meh. I'm 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 happy that German's doing his reporting, but meh. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, if you could throw a link to the thing in from from Variety, there, there was one thing that kind of I thought was actually vaguely interesting, and this is more of just a, a roundabout way to ask a specific question. That I'll get back to in a minute, which is that apparently there were five hundred and fifty nine original scripted television shows that were made available in twenty twenty one. Seems kind of like kind of a lot. I've only seen like eighty percent of them, <laughs> but like, eh, my 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 question here is well one. There was a really good, going back to a friend of the show, Peter Kafka, if people aren't already listening to the Recode Media podcast, uh, they really should. It's it's consistently great, and it's a show that I somehow only, ooh, the today's episode was about the Activision deal. I should listen to that. I would have been way more informed if I had listened to that. Um, but yeah, like what people are actually watching, and like, have you ever heard of a TV show called Yellowstone? I have heard of that, yeah. Have you watched it? No. 
apparently it is like the most watched show of uh how, how do i say this of uh like broad audiences like where, where you feel like maybe if you're on twitter and you're like in, in a certain type of circle like you would think that the be all end all of all cable tv shows is succession or something or like some prestige show like that but in terms of what people are actually watching it's some show called yellowstone and i just i don't know like isn't, how isn't yellowstone on like i thought it was on like showtime or something no i think it's called it's on that fucking with the thing that it's the thing the the paramount network paramount plus no just paramount the thing that used to be called spike tv then became esquire tv then became paramount and they had it was a thing yeah it's yeah paramountnetwork.com yellowstone something about a family called the duttons i have no idea mm. but apparently it's very popular um and i've never heard of it because apparently it, it it there is very much a class line that is somehow uh struck with that but anyway my point is that how many tv series did you watch in the last year <laughs> uh or watch more than like three episodes of not not many i would say it's um, less than five for me yeah I did definitely the same for me i mean like <laughs> ted lasso um we just we don't i mean i we just we I just don't, don't watch, watch tv a, we yeah we don't we don't watch a lot of tv that's it's it's um it's funny because like we've we we talk about that a lot in the context of like cable and live TV, but I even more broadly, just like TV in general, whether it's <laughs> coming through cable or streaming or whatever, like we just we just don't watch a lot of TV. Like for us, it's an hour ish a day, I guess, when you average it out. Maybe like it's it's not much. How many how many hours a month of new TV do you watch versus? hgtv or rewatching stuff you've already seen i'm i i don't i don't rewatch stuff well do, haven't you guys been doing like an uh a, the the office rewatch that's, well, that's what i mean well that's 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 that was an exception and well and that and that was only partially a rewatch because i don't think i had seen like the last three seasons of that um that that's that's done now mm-hmm. but, but usually we don't rewatch stuff Anyway, too much TV, but it, this, it's it's interesting. So people can go follow the link from, yeah. Yeah, no, I think um, something, I mean, this is not a super original thought, but one thing about TV in particular is just like, it's impossible to keep up with like what's new and what's what's good. Like, I mean, I, I, I can sort of keep up with it just, th- you know through osmosis i guess but yeah it's it's um it's just hard to know like what's new and and what's out there not that i'm looking for that a lot of that stuff i guess but um Mm -hmm. there just isn't like the (laughs) you know here's what's new on thursday night kind of um setup that we had when we were kids yeah like, like there's there's a lot of trash on TV or stuff that was thought to be good but actually wasn't. Uh, there people can fill in the one thing I'm talking about, but yeah, it used to be way easier when there were only like five channels. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess to round this out, um, 
Netflix is getting a price hike between $1.50 and $2 a month. Feels like the third one in three years. Um, Yeah. Boiling the frog. Prices keep going up. Mm-hmm. All right. You got anything else or chef specials? Uh, let's get to chef specials, I think. All right. So this is kind of like a, a follow-up chef special in a way, I guess. Um, we talked a month or so ago about Apple Watch fast charging. I made that mm-hmm. made that my pick. And I had mentioned at the time that the one and only way you could do this was through using the charging cable that came with your Series 7 Apple Watch. There weren't any third-party options to be able to to do fast charging well since we've had that conversation um belkin has come out with a line of chargers that support the series 7 fast charging and so i so with my fast charging setup i had just bought one of those little stand thingies that you know you you kind of basically like connect just the cable that comes with your apple watch to the back and then your apple watch kind of sits inside of it it was a very kind of like basic not super sturdy setup um so when i saw this which is the boost charge pro portable fast charger for apple watch really clever name um i was i was interested because this this seemed like a sturdier pretty nice looking um thing that i could put on my my nightstand um and so i I got this a couple a couple weeks ago and it's it's really nice um it's it it, they advertise it as being portable like which I, I, i guess you could take it traveling like i definitely view it more as like hey this is a thing that like sits permanently on your nightstand and that that's that's what i'm using it for um you can have your apple watch lay flat or you can have it um you know kind of sitting in 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 nightstand mode um it's it's got a good amount of 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 weight to it so you can you know take the watch on and off with with one hand for the most part I, i wish it was maybe a little bit heavier but but it 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 it's pretty sturdy um and you know it it supports it supports the fast charging and actually i I'd, I'd say another reason i justified this purchase was i had mentioned i think on the show that um i had um spent like a night in a hotel over the holidays and that was my first time traveling since getting the series 7 um and um, or at least maybe I've traveled with it once before, but this is like the first time where like I, I noticed this anyway, just like how much slower charging like in a non fast charging way was. And so I knew I wanted to, to, you know, have a fast charging cable with me going forward for my Apple watch. And if you go to buy a second cable, like the one that comes with, with your Apple watch, it's, it's 29 bucks from apple and this thing is like 60 so for me it was 
I could take the cable that came with my Apple Watch, not have to buy a second one, put that in my backpack, and then replace that with with this thing. So, so yeah, it's it's nice. This looks pretty cool. So, kind of wish there wasn't the logo on the front. Um, but I don't disagree. But it's but the the things that really cool. So I, I like that you can do it in nightstand mode. Like that that seems functional. And then when they say it's a travel charger or portable. I just judging from the pictures, does it have kind of like a built? Can you kind of like coil the cable? In? Yeah, that's that's, that's I, neat. That's I that's I guess that's really what the, what the main like travel part of it is that the the cable's permanently affixed to it, and it it kind of wraps itself up in the base of the unit. Yeah, I mean, because like so, like for to go back to last week's chef special for, on your side was like that that Sateki charger. Like I don't have a good cable management system for that. Like I just have a small packing cube that is basically it's just a rat's nest of cables. Like you I mean, tried you, you don't you don't use the cable management in your um in your um peak design backpack. Here's the thing, man. Since this pandemic, I haven't used like the I, I use my peak design camera bags, but I have abandoned using a because I don't go place like in the same way where I like I just don't carry my technology in the same way. I haven't used my Peak Design Everyday Messenger or Everyday Backpack at all since March of 2020. Mm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this this is this is uh, this is neat. I still like I I wouldn't buy it just because I I I just I'm never going to give up the little Apple Watch charger that I have that looks like a original Macintosh. But this is pretty cool. Did you get white yeah. or black? Black, of course. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, cheat, or I'm just gonna give a lazy one. I'm gonna go back to what I already talked about this episode. Uh, Apple Watch Series Seven Plus, the Beats Fit Pro, is a. It kind of feels like the future in terms of a reliable bookmark this for two months when i'm cursing it because it doesn't work anymore but a reliable entirely connected disconnected way to run with music and detailed gps tracking with heart rate monitoring and everything like that and not having to carry a separate device and having tiny earbuds that have a good sound like i don't know it's it's, it's a really good setup for this point in time and it only took 13 years from the original iPhone or whatever, but it's pretty darn good. Yeah, there, there's still more work to be done, but the Apple Watch has come a long way. Like, I mean, because the when when did the first cellular Apple Watch come out? Series four? Uh, three? Series f- three, mm, maybe? Three or four, I think, yeah. Like, it was, uh, you, can, you can bleep it, but it was it was pretty shitty for a long time. Like mm-hmm. the like what you could do outside the Apple Watch and only through regulatory pressure and other stuff, like where like I I don't like Apple Music. Like but and the Spotify app now is pretty good. And I like where I can again, I can do a workout, use a service that's not Apple Music, have it all be connected, still get iMessages. Oh, this is the other thing, and I know you said you hate it. But the announce mode on the Apple headphones is great. I like being mm, able to be on no. a run and I can choose on a per app basis what apps can announce messages. And if I get a text message from a person that's in my favorites, 
it's just read to me and I don't have to do anything. And that's good. Like it's, it's really nice. And also this is one thing that I need to troubleshoot, but we know like if you run with your Apple watch, do you remember like, remember when there was the thing called Nike plus where you had a thing that was in your shoes and it would like try to track your steps Mm -hmm. in the old days, it would announce like, Hey, like mile one of whatever. And here was your pace. I don't know what feature I accidentally turned on on the Apple Watch, but it does that now, which is great. Like, because when you're getting tired and you kind of want to stop, it it's telling you, hey, like mile five, like great. That's really good where all that stuff feels very comprehensive. So I don't know, like it's it's in a good spot right now. So yeah, that, that combo is, if people don't want to go to gyms, which I absolutely endorse and understand, uh, go outside when it's not raining and it's it's a good it's a good setup <laughs>